Hey, you're listening to Innovators Can Laugh, the fun startup podcast. I'm your host, Eric Nocher. On ICL, we interview an innovative entrepreneur in the European tech startup scene every week. My goal is to have my guests share their wisdom while having a little fun in the process. Now let's dive in. Hey, for decades, retail has relied on the same old in-store marketing and visual merchandising techniques to increase engagement and sales. Things like cardboards, sampling campaigns, price cuts, but not anymore. My guest today is Romanian entrepreneur Ionut Vlad, who founded Tokinomo. Tokinomo is an in-store advertising solution for the modern age. Imagine a robotic display that comes to life when it senses a person walking by. With projected revenue of $2 million for 2023, I'm fascinated to chat with Ionut about this interactive approach to advertising. Ionut, welcome to Innovators Can Laugh. Hi, Eric. Thank you very much for the invitation. And I don't know, thank you for watching us and hope it's going to be great. Yeah. All right. Let's start with a series of quick questions here. First one is, would you rather have $25,000 in cash or dinner with Reed Hoffman? I would say probably dinner because I already have $25,000 in cash. I don't know. It's just arrogant of me to say that, but. <laughs> okay. Next question. What is an unusual object in your, in your home? Unusual object. Unusual. Okay. I, I, I have. Okay, I'm not sure if how unusual it is. It, it's a it's a lantern. It's a, with a very strong light, red light that I use sometimes to heal, you know, back pains, for example, or injuries like you know, I don't know, rashes or anything like that. So it's a kind of for an alternative method. So it's not. A, I, I'm not sure how scientific it is, but I use it anyways. Does it work? I, I, I'm not sure if it's placebo or not, but I think that it works. So I use it. <laughs> okay. All right. Next question. A game of snooker or chess? What, which, which would you prefer? I would say snooker because it's more entertaining. Chess, uh, although, I mean, it requires, both actually require a lot of skill, but in snooker, you can play, I don't know, and have fun and lose in the same time while we chess. Just if you are losing, it's simply, it sucks. So, <laughs> okay. Next question. Have you ever been mistaken for someone else? Yes. Yes, actually. So I have a story about it. There is a famous band of, I don't know how you call them in English. It's basically some gypsy popular Romanian music, that, but they are famous like throughout the world. It's called the Taraf de Klejan of the Hajduks, I think. I'm not sure. Maybe you've heard of them. They sang with Paris, uh, with Johnny Tepp, or they've been in movies, I don't know, okay. uh, Jim Jarmusch. So they are quite famous. And I've been to one of their concerts and in the break, during the break, I was sitting next to one of the guys and he came to me and hugged me and asked me, how's my mother? And I <laughs> said, oh, no, I don't know, she's fine, I guess. <laughs> And she was a little bit bothered, but I don't know. I didn't uh, disclose the fact that uh, it was the first time I saw it. So, so. <laughs> okay. Okay. And uh, next question for you. What is the most death defying act you've ever done, Ionut? Death defying act. Death defining act. Okay. Well, it was something stupid. So don't try this. They all are, right? The, the uh, most. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so I was quite young. I was like, I don't know, about maybe 13 or less, I think. 
And with a couple of my colleagues, I actually, I traveled with a tram, but between the, how do you call the wagon tracks? The, the tracks? Yeah, you see, you know, the, the, the trams have yeah. different, how do you call them? The different... Like side mirrors or doors or... No, no, there's, it's like two pieces combined together oh, with the, the joints. The connector, yeah, yeah. Connector, the right? Okay. So how do you call the individual? Like in the trains, you have multiple, what? How do you call those? Yeah. You have the locomotive and then... Oh, the caboose. It's not really the caboose, but you can just refer to it as the caboose. Okay, so I travel outside the tram, basically, and I was literally shitting my pants, sorry for the language. I, it was the most stupid thing ever, and the people in the tram, imagine that, they were yelling at me to, to come down immediately while the tram was, was working, you know, was driving. So that was like, because, you know, it's, it's really, I think bits, you know, gliding or, you know, how long were you, how long were you riding like this? Well, a couple of stations, like three, four, because I, I needed to go home, you know? <laughs> so it was not like, oh, we have the guts to do that. So of course I do, I, you know, I'm yeah. a man. And, but that was like, you know, very stupid. <laughs> not so much. I had an uncle who took the train home, but he rode the train like that. And the train was going so fast. There wasn't a stop near near the house. So he jumped off while the train was probably going about, I don't know, maybe 70 kilometers. And he hurt himself oh. really bad. And he called us from a payphone, and uh, we had to pick him up. And he was in agony and pain the whole night. We should have taken him to the hospital, but luckily you're okay. It sounds like you didn't have to jump off your train, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So how, do you, how did you get started in combining advertising and technology together? Because you're an advertising man. So when was that moment that you thought, hey, I, I think I have something here? Well, it's, so I, I think technology by itself the, uh, doesn't mean much. It's how you use it. So to, for me, technology is not a purpose in itself. It's like, more like a, a mean to do something, you know? So yes, I had the background in advertising. That led me to the Tokinomo idea and to kind of revolutionize the historical advertising. And I, in order to do that, I needed technology. I had no idea on technology. I was completely, uh, well, I, I had some, some skills in programming because I was like, it was more like a hobby. So I read some books, nothing professional, but I had some, you know, ideas about it, but especially on the hardware side, I had absolutely no clues whatsoever, but you know, I had to do it. So this is how I ended up doing it. Okay. What was the first, I guess the first experiment, the first customer, the first brand that you had the, uh, the opportunity to install, you know, a Tokinomo or what, whatever you referred to it back then. So who was that first client? Mm -hmm. Well, the first client, I would say it was a big beer company and we went to their headquarters presenting two prototypes and they said, yes, we like it. And we want in two weeks. Uh, a company in 30 stores. The trick was that we only had two prototypes, you know? <laughs> so basically we needed to make 30 more prototypes yeah. because we didn't have a complete product at that time. And we worked like crazy night and day in a garage. We had a friend who used to be a carpenter and he had a garage and we worked there, you know, all nonstop basically. So. We literally finished in the day and we finalized the whole process in the day of the installation. I remember the last thing 
was putting the labels on the boxes. And that was then at the print shop across the street from his garage. So it was, it was crazy. What did the prototype do that, was, that caught the attention of the beer executives? Well, it was the same concept. So it was uh, uh, pretty much in line with our current product, except it didn't have any, any connectivity. So it was quite simple. It was quite bulky and certainly not reliable. It was, uh, let me tell you some, some funny parts because we managed to make those two types. We went to, with a couple of friends in the stores to install them. And then I remember next day, I had like, I was in a meeting because I was working, you know, I was an employee and uh, I had like 20 missed calls. And then I, <laughs> after the meeting, all the, all the devices were basically not working because the beer was quite heavy. We didn't take that into account. The beer was quite heavy and it damaged somehow the, the mechanism uh -huh. and we needed to find a quick solution. And we tried the following things, a toilet seat cut into pieces to put some pieces in the machine to, to, you know, make it more sturdy. Okay. Uh, we also used erasing guns. Uh, and then the final solution, no, another solution was, you know, rubber feet source. This is how you go from the shoe. Yeah. We, uh, the, this guy, the, the friend was, uh, <laughs> he had a friend who was a shoemaker, right? And by the way, he was drunk. At that time. It sounds like you guys are just looking around the garage like, okay, let's try that over there. Okay, let's try yeah, that over there. This, this is why we did, we did it. And then finally we found some solution with some bent aluminum, you know, bars. And that helped, you know. But that was a disaster. I mean, the first few days we, we were, I mean, it was completely, but we managed to solve it, right? I mean, in the four, in 24 hours, we managed to, you know, make it work and repair the old devices. So Rod, that was like crazy. You were driving to all the stores. Were they in the same city, the store? Yes, that helped. So the city, the, it, they were rolling because and oh, I had a couple of friends. We were like six guys driving like crazy, you know, in the night asking the shopkeepers to, you know, open the door for us and this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And we, we were repairing them in the parking lots, you know, yeah. we, we, we had the, you know, a car with, uh, with a trunk and all the tools there. So, because we didn't have time to bring them back to the garage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what were the shopkeepers or the managers of these stores or, or even customers that were walking by that you got to see the reaction? Like what was the initial reaction that you saw people who first saw this? Do you remember? We didn't, honestly, the, that campaign, I don't think we paid attention too much to that because we were too stressed to make, to, you know, for the device to work. So that was our top priority. Uh -huh. But then we managed to, we had, uh, you know, more and more either pilots or full-fledged campaigns. And we actually started to look and record those. We have a couple of interesting videos about that to see the live reaction of people. And of course, the, uh, I cannot say that, you know, everybody loves what we are doing, but the reaction in general, it's, uh, it's pretty great. You will see people, you know, laughing uh, and uh, talking with the, with the product. And, you know, uh, we have uh, some, you know, instances where kids especially are, you know, like crazy about it. And uh, for example, actually with the beer campaign, I have one reaction. There was a little girl with, with her mom, right? And the girl said to her mom, Mom, the beer is dancing. Uh, it, it is speaking with me. And the mother uh, replied, no, it, it cannot happen. It's like you're inventing stuff. 
this stop inventing this stuff, you know, it's not uh-huh. real. And no one I'm telling you it's real, it's real, it's real. with me. Come on, I'm then not in the mood for this. You are clearly making this up. You know? And then they went to the shelf and saw the bottle, you know, really dancing and talking with the, with them. So. <laughs> okay. Now, for anybody who goes to tokinomo.com, there's a lot of different things that you can look at. There's one I want to ask you about, Yonu, and it's the Maggie's Singing Pot Goes Rival. This one sounds very interesting. What's really special about this one, and and why do people get fascinated with it? That's an interesting, also an interesting story. It was an idea who came from a guy in Bolivia, and our partner pitched the idea to Nestle. And they did it in a couple of stores. What they didn't expect was the viral aspect of it because they filmed it and they put it on Facebook, I think, first. Uh-huh. And they had like something like 1 million views, over 1 million views. You know? oh, wow. I think obviously it's a special execution. It's not so common to see a singing pot, you know, in a, in a, you know, life in a, in a store. So obviously it's, and you could see the people's reaction. It was a simple thing, you know, it's a simple idea and quite a simple execution, but obviously it's memorable. So it's something that I, I believe uh, it shows the potential of Tokino because you can make this kind of special moments with the shoppers. You know, if you can, if as a brand, you can make the shoppers, you know, laugh, interact, talk about it. I mean, that is, I think, gold, you know, yeah. normally normal people in the shop, they are you know, bored. They just want to get out of there. Yeah. They have a shopping list. It's nothing interesting in a, in a yeah. supermarket, let's face it. But if you can make that interesting and make it, you know, entertaining. Yeah. I think that is super. Yeah. Okay. Here in Bucharest right now, is there a store I can go to and see a campaign live right now? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't know of them by heart, but like, if you want, yes, I can send you the list because we have... You know, the list in our cloud, so I guess I can... Okay, yeah, when you get time, tell me. So what's uh, coming down the road in the next 12 months that you're really excited about as it relates to uh, your business? I'm most excited about the products that we are going to launch. Launch. I'm not going to tell you too much about it, but I'm quite excited about them because, look, we, we've initially we started this as a one-product company, and then, so it was an idea, then it developed into a product, then it developed into a company. And now we need to take this vision and to apply it further and we need to expand on it. So we want to build a company around interactive in-store marketing, technology and data, you know, advanced data. So this is what we are doing and we are about to launch a couple of products. I think they are very much in line with what is happening currently in the world with some of it might solve, I mean, they might solve some of the you know, issues with, you know, getting more data to be able to analyze the market because these are challenging times for the brands. And also we have a solution that might be, you know, easier to implement, more scalable, which in times like this, I I think it will really help, you know, to make it more even affordable for the brands to have something innovative in their stores. Yeah. The stores. So I think we are, you know, ready for the challenges ahead and I'm excited to bring those products cool what kind of data can brands get right now if mm. they're uh, if they're you know using tokinomo mm-hmm. well we have a kind of like a standard package and uh, that is uh, let's say we, we can get you an estimation on the food traffic 
and also the number of interactions between the robot and the, the clients. But on top of that, one of the products that we are about to launch, I think we will be able to get the brands almost all the data they can think of in terms of uh, you know what the shoppers are doing around the, their product, if they are looking at it, how much time they spend, what is their gender, age, their modes, you know. So almost everything that you can think of in terms of customer behavior is in or around the product. Okay. Okay. So listen, you, you're, you're very innovative and I'm just wondering, have you had any ideas for businesses that you're not necessarily starting or working on? But you think, hey, someone should really try to capitalize on this on this idea. You're wondering why hasn't anybody done it yet? Yes, yet. I have plenty of these ideas, and I'm always you know frustrated that I cannot do it. <laughs> but sometimes I you know pass along with the these ideas. Sometimes not. Uh, yes, yeah. I, I have this uh, habit of uh, thinking and uh, you know imagining things, things, and of course some of them probably are crazy ideas. But some of them, I think they can actually, you know, work. Well, give us one. One, for example, one, one, one. I have uh, many, I'm not sure. It was well, a couple of, I think two years ago, I had this conversation here in the office with my colleagues and I told them, look, how about if we are using, you know, regular people as kind of mini influencers on social media and we kind of, instead of paying a lot of money to one influencer, you could have, you can pay very little to a bunch of, you know, nobodies or mini influencers. And that was nothing then, no, but now why even in Romania, there are two companies doing that. And one of them actually is quite, you know, good and we are growing. And I think it's, it, it's a thing. But back then was, you know, nobody had this concept. So of yeah. course I didn't do anything about it. And of course my colleagues said it was a stupid idea. <laughs> I forgot the amount that's been going into influencer marketing, but it's, it's definitely growing and surpassing a lot of other channels out there. Last question for you, EO Newt, instead of a fear of failure, you have a fear of blank, fill in that blank for us. Instead of a feel, fear of failure, you have a fear of, mm -hmm. well, I'm going to be quite, you know, banal here and nothing fancy. I think it's a human thing. I fear probably disease a lot. I mean, this is like heart disease, like something that will make it hard on me and my family. I think that's the, I mean, death, you know, if it's quick, then I think it's okay. Okay. But disease, lung disease and, you know, something like cancer and that, it's quite nasty. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. All right. All right. Ionu, thank you so much for being on Innovators Can Laugh. For everybody listening, I will include links to Tokinomo in the show notes. And if you enjoy this episode, find us on YouTube or Tokinomo. Tokinomo. <laughs> find us on YouTube or TikTok and feel free to give us a review. Thanks, Ionu, for coming on the show. Appreciate you thank having you, me. Thank you, Alex, for having me. Yeah. My pleasure. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, I'd really appreciate it if you could give us a review and star rating. Also, don't forget to sign up for the ICO newsletter at innovatorscollab.com where you can get the bio and details of each guest. Thanks.